welcome to the Stronger Than Your Boyfriend podcast. For anyone who's into fitness, except for you, GNC employee who's selling all the worthless, pricey supplements to your customers. We are your hosts, Heather and Katie, owners of Barpath Fitness, and we are here to help you sift through the bullshit and toxic misinformation that permeates the fitness industry. So if you didn't um, get that from the intro, we're going to talk about supplements and what's up with supplements. Basically, just kind of a general outline, we're going to talk about um, specific supplements that we think have been studied the most and the ones that are probably beneficial for you to take if you are going to take a supplement. Um, However, we always recommend tackling the big rocks first. So dialing in your resistance training, dialing in your nutrition, making sure you're eating enough protein and whole food sources getting enough sleep, managing your stress. So those are the best four supplements that you could do if you want to think of it like that. But we want to break down just some supplements that are kind of touted a lot in the fitness industry. And we're going to talk about a little bit of research behind each of them and like how we implement them into our lives if we do. So yeah. And yeah, the one of the reasons that we want to tackle this topic because you know we're not sports scientists um although we've worked with a few um we get asked this a lot right and i think other trainers get asked this a lot and so it's good to have a little bit of background um on like general things that you can say when you're not a registered dietitian or a sports scientist etc yeah and just a note for you trainers or coaches out there do not tell your clients to take something that is outside of the scope of your practice you can educate them on specific supplements and you can say how you do it in your life but you cannot say you need to take this supplement because that is wrong and you can potentially get sued for it so don't be a dumbass (laughs) great (laughs) so supplement number one heather you want to tackle creatine yes let's talk about creatine so creatine is the most widely used and most studied supplement So um, there are tons of benefits from creatine. Um, One note, sorry, I just want to say it's creatine monohydrate. Okay, Mm. there are a couple different forms of creatine, but we are talking about creatine monohydrate, which is the one that's been mostly studied and shown all the benefits. Right. Yes. So uh, the benefits of supplementing with this have been um, increases in strength, power, muscle gain, energy, and even brain health. Um, So creatine is something that a lot of, I feel like a lot of women are like, oh, should I take this? Yeah. Um, And it's considered, it's perfectly safe. It's actually considered a food um, and you can totally supplement with this. In fact, um, we both have in the past. Yeah. Um, And I think a lot of the concerns around it, there are a couple of concerns. One is like this really ancient study about kidneys, which wasn't very good. Um, and I think, um, I'll get into a little bit later with the kidney stuff, but I think, um, people have concerns about the supplement because of kidney function, but it is perfectly safe. Um, water retention is another concern. And, um, the fact of the matter with water retention and creatine is you, you may have a bit initially in the very beginning when you start supplementing. Um, and this is more common in men, uh, than women and it only happens initially. So there's no long-term weight gain or water retention just from taking creatine. Yeah. And then the weight gain is not body fat gain. So that's what people are really concerned about, isn't it? Do you know exactly like I know the it kind of like saturates your cells and kind of pulls water in your muscles or something. So you get a better basically like a better pump. And I don't know, it helps you with strength and all that. So I don't know all the specifics on that clearly, but that's the reason why or a part of the reason why. But just 
you're not gaining body fat. So calm down. Yeah, it's water retention. Um, the recommended recommended dose for creatine is three to five grams per day. And um, there is no actual reason to load this. You can just supplement with that per day. No need to take 30 grams in the beginning. Um, and then also to note, uh, 20 to 30% of people are actually non-responders. Yeah, um, I think I'm one of those non-responders. So <laughs> I, okay, I'm really consistent with strength training and, and eating and so anything I do really I can I get really consistent with obsessive maybe yeah, she's so that type of person right so when <laughs> I do or when I have taken creatine in the past I've taken it every day but I really did not see that much of a benefit as far as like strength or muscle when taking it and then I'm not take currently I'm not taking it and I haven't seen any like strength loss and, and muscle loss and granted like a supplement is just a supplement so I don't think that these changes would be significant I think I read some studies in the past where like maybe you can add five pounds to the bar you know after like you know three to four weeks of consistently taking creatine so it's not that significant but I really don't think I've noticed that. Um, but I do now that I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm off of it and I'm noticing, you know, how my lifts feel and, and all my other training, I want to kind of do an experiment. And because I haven't been taking it for a while to try, uh, try it for a few months again and see if I actually do notice without changing anything. So not dropping my calories, you know, keeping those consistent, keeping my strength training, you know, pretty obviously consistent and keeping on the same program, um, that my coach programs for me. So, yeah, I I don't know. I and which brings me to like I wonder is there still benefits to taking it without, you know, noticing those added strength gains. And I was I wondered this for a long time and it's really cool that there are a lot of studies coming out showing the the cognitive benefits of taking creatine. So, as Heather mentioned earlier, creatine is considered a food. So you get creatine when you eat animal meats. Um, specifically uh, red meat, so beef. Um, and I eat a lot of that, so I'm getting a lot of creatine anyways. But if you're vegan or you're vegetarian, you're probably not getting enough of that creatine. So I think that vegans and vegetarians should probably be supplementing with creatine consistently no matter what, just because they're not getting it in their diet through natural sources that come from animal meats. I wonder if vegans would actually do that, though, because creatine they're getting the creatine from an animal right like yeah but that's see and i've always like contemplated this too because it's like are they like they're extracting the creatine from that animal source like is that against their values like if they're really if they're really against the harming of animals which we totally and utmost you know we, we respect that um I, I i just wonder like is that i don't feel like they're like hurting the animal to get it i have no idea though i don't yeah, know how. i don't know i mean i know there are you know there's some vegans who are very strict about food yeah um in particular and then there are other vegans who are way more strict about any product so right you know, shampoo yeah anything well so, if, I think if it you're just depends. yeah and if you're if you're if you practice a vegan way of eating then and you are open and you feel okay with taking creatine i definitely definitely um suggest that you do it um consistently um, because studies have shown that plant-based eaters can improve the memory and basically your overall intelligence and i think that obviously applies to people who eat meat too if you take it but it's probably more significant you know if you don't if you aren't getting creatine in your diet and then you you take a creatine supplement it's probably um, you're probably able to notice it a lot more. So um, it's also been held to um, 
and shown to help with fatigue and muscle loss as we get older, um, which is obviously huge. Um, obviously, the biggest way to prevent this is resistance training, but it looks like adding in creatine will protect that atrophy that comes as you get older. Um, and especially for vegans, like it's really hard unless you're really diligent about planning and prepping your, your food to get enough protein in. Obviously, again, creatine is probably going to just be that um, another added like protective um, source to help you not lose muscle. So anyways, um, back to the non-responder thing. Heather, do you notice any effects when taking creatine? Because I know you've taken it in the past and you were powerlifting. So I feel like you'd really see the benefit because you are actually objectively measuring the weight you're lifting on the bar. So did you notice it when you were taking creatine consistently? Yeah, so I think so. I mean, I think it's it's hard because there are a lot of changing variables. And I am, unlike Katie, I am one of those people who is not the most consistent sometimes. But you were when you were powerlifting, no, though. Yeah, like that's you what I'm Because you wanted to, you know, you're prepping for a meet and you were very right. consistent with your training. So you were consistent with creatine, too. Right. But that's kind of the point is when I am consistent is when I tend to supplement with creatine. So, right, like, okay. I don't really have, you know, that oh, other... Yeah thing to measure it against where I'm consistent and not supplementing with creatine. So, yeah. hey, maybe I should start an experiment and be well, more consistent. I was going to say, maybe we <laughs> both run an experiment just to see. Um, I mean, obviously, as you're, you know, you're getting over your back injury and you're able to start lifting heavier loads, maybe you can, maybe we get some creatine and just yeah. <laughs> do an experiment yeah. for both of us. So, yeah. yeah. I did cool. want to touch on uh, the kidney thing real quick again, because I said I was going to circle back to yeah. it. Um, so the only time that I've seen a recommendation that it could be dangerous is if you have um, like kidney disease, history of kidney disease or um, any issues with your kidneys. Um, otherwise, there's no evidence to suggest that it's dangerous for kidney function. But something kind of interesting is that um, if you are someone who supplements regularly with creatine, there have been instances where you'll go to the doctor and they'll do some tests on your kidneys and it'll appear as if like the testing will mimic what a kidney disease yeah. test looks like or like an uh, any con like a concerning measurement for your kidneys. Um, so I would, if you're going to get any tests, please tell your doctor like, hey, I supplement with this. Um, so they can keep that in mind. Um, and I don't know if all doctors know that, but yeah, it's a thing that can happen. Yeah. Um, so just keep that in mind. Yeah. And it's funny because, well, Heather... <laughs> was born with one kidney and she didn't yeah. really know it. So I feel like you're one of those people who would probably, you know, maybe not do like a full dose and see how you're feeling. And we have to like keep her, you know, watch her protein too, just because we don't want the levels to get out of control. But I really don't think getting enough protein and supplementing with creatine is going to hurt you. But yeah. it's just you're an example of one of those people who might want to like bring that up to their doctor and get your yeah. levels checked more often. I'm a little more mindful. And the funny thing is, I didn't even know I had one kidney until I was 16 years old and my appendix ruptured. And they went in and did some tests and they're like, oh, where's your kidney? And I was yeah. like, oh, I don't know. Don't like, doesn't your one <laughs> kidney function like a super kidney though? Yeah, so, I have I a don't know. super kidney. Super it's weird. perfectly super healthy kidney. and does the role of two. So we're <laughs> <Cool>. good. <laughs> okay, let's let's move on to caffeine. So like caffeine, I don't even know, like do people consider caffeine a supplement? Like I know you can buy caffeine pills, but I feel like we're probably going to mostly be talking about coffee because I feel like that's the coffee and tea. That's the Yum. main way people get caffeine. But I mean, you can like buy caffeine pills, I think, which seems really dangerous. Yeah, I used to. I used to do that way back in the day when I was wow, a bro. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, basically, like I said, <laughs> um, coffee is life. And if you don't like it, 
I don't trust you. Um, <laughs> but the problem is, is that people become dependent on it. And caffeine is a drug. So I feel like, yeah, we can call it a supplement, but we could also, well, we can't, I mean, we also have to say it is a drug. So you will become dependent on it the more you take it. So what I like to do is, you know, cycle. I don't even like to say high intake, but if I notice that like I'm consistently drinking like one one and a half cups of coffee which i don't know how the milligrams of caffeine um you know if i'm consistently doing that i probably will try to like lower the intake a little bit so maybe do like half caffeine um coffee or something um i really mostly drink coffee because i enjoy it um and i don't want to become dependent on the effects of it like needing caffeine in order to wake up like most people do in this country um so, yeah, I would just be careful of that because, again, like I said, it's a drug. If you are noticing, you're like, wow, I'm drinking a lot of caffeine throughout the day and you quit cold turkey, that is going to fuck you up. Like you will probably have headaches. You're going to be fatigued um, and you're just basically going to feel like shit because your body's going through withdrawals. So maybe like slowly lower your intake, maybe do some half caffeine. Like I said, if you're lame, you could drink tea since it has lower caffeine just kidding. You're not lame, <laughs> but a little bit. Um, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> Heather, you notice a f- some effects of not having coffee for a couple days. And I know we're going to get to the science, but I just want to like hammer this point in because it's a drug and you should use it. Um, I don't want to say sparingly because most people drink it, you know, every day but use it wisely. So what did you notice when you didn't have coffee for a few days? I think it depends on when you're asking about. Um, (laughs) Back when I used to drink Starbucks all the time and other, you know, coffees. Um, Yeah, if I would quit, I would have massive headaches and feel like I had a hangover and it was just terrible. Um, But recently we've switched to much higher quality coffees. Well, I have. I mean, Katie's pretty much always had them, but... I got on that level, I don't know, a couple of years ago, maybe. And um, it's definitely not as bad. I There was a point where I was having a couple cups a day and I didn't have coffee one day and didn't feel amazing. Like I did have a slight headache. I felt a little sluggish. And so then I started like making myself a rule. I'm going to have less coffee. So now I have like a cup, maybe a cup and a half max and the quality is even better. And sometimes Katie forces me to drink this like half calf stuff oh you like mushroom. it it's t- really tasty the mushroom coffee actually okay i, I like not, the taste but first of all you have to explain okay mushroom coffee it's <laughs> not what, what it sounds it. like it has adaptogenic mushrooms like grounded into it it does not taste like mushrooms that no it's like doesn't. a calming effect i don't know i don't remember which one maybe it's like know, but it's or something. but yeah so okay the benefits of coffee you know they're all we pretty much know all of them like there are a ton of studies on it you'll have improved energy um sometimes it can improve your mood sometimes it can help you know few and far between on these studies improving your metabolism i just think that because it speeds your heart rate up a little bit and it might prevent you know hunger maybe um but again like you won't be able to feel these effects as much if you're consistently taking high, you know, a lot of milligrams every day. So that's why we wanted to really mostly talk about cycling, you know, higher intakes with lower intakes. You can actually feel the effects of it. And that's when it becomes like that supplement that you want. So like it would be perfect to, to drink before you train maybe because, you know, if you're, you're cycling a little bit lower, um, um, intake and you take, you know, a, 
bigger cup of coffee or whatever, and you f- actually feel those effects, you'll probably get more out of your training that day. So yeah. Anyway, I also think it's, I mean, I'm going to start trying this. Um, I think I did it last month on accident because we like ran out of coffee or something, but yeah. taking just like a few days a month. Um, some yeah. people do up to a week, but just a few days a month to go without caffeine. Um, yeah. Just kind of reset. And then when I have it again, it'll taste delicious. Yeah. But again, like be honest with where, with who you are and like, you know who you are with your coffee and your caffeine intake. Like if you're drinking a couple cups in the morning, a couple cups in the afternoon doing that, you like, if you want to go cold Turkey and you are that person, make sure you don't have to work, make sure you don't have to do anything because you're not going to want to do anything. You're just going to, you're going to just want to lay around and not do anything all day. So realistically, I would say probably try to taper it. Um, so you don't have those, um, crazy withdrawal symptoms. Um, but I think if you are drinking higher quality coffee, um, which I, I really think you won't have as, as big of side effects like that. But again, it, you know, in the end, it's all about how many milligrams you're taking a day. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next best supplement. Um, and this is like more recent in, uh, re- a more recent addition in my s- supplement stack, which is not huge, um, and Heather's too, but the number one supplement I think everyone should take because most people aren't going to eat it are organs. Yes, I said organs, liver, kidney, heart, all the organs Yum. you can think of. So I personally can't stomach the taste of any of them. Um, I think, you know, if I grew up on it, it would be different, but I didn't. Um, we're in America and we just didn't eat um organs. I mean, I, maybe a few people ate liver and onions and stuff like that. But, um, I, so what I do is I get desiccated organ supplements. Um, personally, I, I really prioritize the quality and where it's coming from. Um, and if you guys want to, um, know like which ones I take, you can feel free to reach out to us and I'll give you some brands that, um, I like and that we would recommend. Um, but mine has liver, kidney, heart, uh, spleen. Uh, I forgot the rest. There's a lot of them. Um, like, so let's just go over all the nutrients. So I'm just going to list a few just to illustrate how nutrient dense these foods are. Okay. They are literally the most nutrient dense food on the planet. Um, foods on the planet. Vitamin A, D, E, K2, riboflavin. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Choline, folate, B12, copper, biotin, CoQ10. And there are more, you guys. And we under... I, Honestly, most of you probably don't know what half of those are, but you still need them. <laughs> um, we really don't have enough time to go through all of them. Um, so if you don't recognize any of those, just look them up. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you look at, if you look at the way that, um, modern day, like hunter gatherer tribes are when they kill an animal, the first thing they eat are the organs. Okay. So just want to illustrate that we did this for millions of years as we're evolving. I'm guessing. (laughs) So, yeah, I think it's, interesting because a lot of people when they think of nutrients they think of vegetables yeah and they don't really realize that meat specifically organ meats has a ton yeah like you it's really hard to just survive on vegetables um but you can survive on all meat i'm not saying that's optimal but you will get enough nutrients and protein and fat to survive um so yeah just just something to keep in mind um but i want to talk about how like the the results that I've seen since I started personally taking these. Um, it's actually pretty crazy. So I, some, some points in the month, uh, you know, via my cycle, I would get some irritability definitely before the, my period would have, you know, some not so great like PMS symptoms. Um, 
and just be really irritable and anxious. And that has been like, since I've been taking these organ supplements, I have noticed significant improvements on those. Like my mood, I feel like is 10 times better. And that has been really fucking cool. I can second that. Yeah. <laughs> Katie's mood is 10 times better. Yeah. And um, way more energy as well. And I've always had pretty decent energy. Like I don't eat processed garbage. So that helps obviously. Um, but also like another thing is I have been putting on a lot of muscle and it's pretty awesome. And it's not like I'm like thinking about that every time I train. Like I'm not like, yeah, it's time to grow and, and put on muscle. And yeah, I have been eating more, but that's just because I've been really fucking hungry lately. And I just like, I feel like I need more food to survive <laughs> or to function optimally. But I just think that taking these organ supplements consistently, and I have been doing them every day, it has been game changer. And I have never seen results like this from a supplement ever in my life. And I used to spend like three to $500 on supplements per month on stupid supplements, oh, which yeah. we will get to. Katie was but, a supplement junkie back in the day. Yeah. And I am just like, I'm blown away. Like if you could take one supplement for the rest of your life, get some taken desic uh, desiccated organ supplement, or I mean, if you can't eat it, but I don't think real people want to eat it. But if you do, that's great. That's probably the best way to get it. But yeah. Anyways. So yeah, I'm getting Heather on that too. I'm yes. forcing her to take half of a serving every other day, <laughs> which is still, still good. Like the one thing with supple, uh, organ supplements is that you don't want to overdo them because there are so many nutrients in there. And if you're eating other foods too, you're getting nutrients from those other foods. So you don't want to overload on these, these nutrients either. So just like you can under take under intake <laughs> nutrients, you can <laughs> over intake nutrients. So yeah. Awesome. All right, well, let's shift a little bit. Um, so I think we want to talk a little bit about um, how to determine if you need a supplement because right. the issue is like a lot of people just think, and this is because of the supplement industry, right? Yeah, a lot of people think money. they need to take supplements. And the reality is that a supplement is just that, right? It's, it's supplementing the other things that you're already optimizing, your food, your sleep, right. your stress, all of that. Um, and it's also supplementing anything that you're deficient on. And so the best way to know what you're deficient on is to get some sort of test. Yeah. So I think, um, and recently I've been learning about um, these types of tests, you know, versus, um, you know, most people think like get tested, like get your blood drawn. But I recently took a, um, a hair test. Oh, that was fun. Yeah. Heather cut my hair. I had to <laughs> cut her hair in like 30 different places, like well, tiny little bits. You can't really see it. Yeah. No, it was like tiny, tiny bits yeah. of hair. So I've been reading up on this and I follow a few, you know, like functional medicine doctors um, on Instagram, you know, um, best way to figure, find out information these days, Instagram <laughs> or TikTok. <laughs> but yeah, I've been following them and, and um, they do the, they've talked about these hair mineral tests that they do with their, their clients or their patients. And I was like, huh, interesting. It's way less invasive. It's way less expensive. Um, I think mine was like hundred bucks or something. Um, but yeah, it was so cool to see the results um, of that. Like I, the company I did, I did it through, they had like a health coach go over your results because you look at the sheet and there's like a million nutrients and it's like, you know, your levels are on this sliding scale and you have no idea how to interpret it. So I definitely recommend um, using a company that will go over the results for you. So you could actually like know what you're deficient in and, how, you know, interpret it. But yeah, it was really cool to see. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to go over everything that I was deficient in and what I need to, you know, work on 
eating, you know, to, to, you know, fill in the deficiencies and stuff. But yeah, it was really, really cool to see. So Heather, I think we're going to get you on that next, right? Uh, Totally. Yeah. So, and I think, um, this test too can show your, um, like your stress levels in a way. Um, they, you know, they can't like accurately say like, this nutrient is deficient because of your stress, but they talk about like what's going on in your life and, you know, this nutrient is deficient. Like maybe we work on that and then, you know, your ratios of this and this can, can get back up and stuff like that. So it's really cool. Um, again, it's cheaper than like a blood test and paying out of pocket, you know, it's like a hundred bucks, hundred to 200 bucks probably, um, depending on the company. So yeah, definitely recommend doing that. So you're not just taking every random supplement under the sun and thinking you're doing a good job for yourself. Because again, you can over supplement with things like you could be, you can have too much of a nutrient, you can have like way too little. So it's that's obviously the best way to find out um, what you're deficient in. So yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, Okay, (laughs) so let's go into vitamin D. So I think there's like a little controversy on vitamin D. I think, you know, some people or, you know, some places I've read, like you don't want to supplement with it. Some people say you should no matter what, because everyone's deficient. I think we can all say that most people are deficient in vitamin D because we are inside most of the day and we're barely getting any sun on our skin. Um, So I, you know, even if you are outside for like an hour or so a day, you're probably still deficient. And this obviously depends on your skin pigmentation. If you're darker, then you are going to need more vitamin D. If you're lighter, you probably won't need as much, but it's still important to get some sun on your skin. Um, And that is the best way to get vitamin D um, as a, I guess you could say supplement. But um, in the reason why I've heard people say that you don't want to take it is that it can deplete your magnesium. And I didn't go into like too much of the research on this, but I really do think, um, especially with, with COVID um, and studies they did on that, most people who died from COVID were also vitamin D deficient. And I'm not saying like, we don't know the other co- comorbidities that these people had, but that was one big, um, one big deficiency that they saw, um, in the in the desk from COVID. So I feel like I'm going to loosely suggest maybe looking into taking a vitamin D supplement. But what you want to do is find a vitamin D K2 supplement. Um, so taking the two together will be better at delivering calcium throughout your body. So essentially vitamin D directs the um, absorption of calcium from your intestines to the blood. And then vitamin K2 takes it from there and directs the calcium into your bones, right? So that is really important to obviously keep your bones healthy and strong. Um, and I think, uh, you know, if you're resistance training, you'll probably f- find better, you know, strength results from that. Um, I mean, I something kind of like anecdotal if you want to like test for yourself. But um, yeah, again, best way to get um, vitamin D is to go outside in the sun as much as possible. And then maybe take you know, figure out where you're at with your vitamin D levels, definitely go get it tested and then figure out how much, you know, from there, um, how much you should be supplementing. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Heather, when you go out in the sun, how long does it take you to get burnt? Uh, Not very long. (laughs) So Heather is a little bit whiter than me. A little Um, bit. (laughs) Yeah. I have a little more of an olive skin tone. Yeah. Some Italian genes um, from Sicilian Italian. So they're a little bit closer to the equator. So probably a little bit um darker i really don't even know my like heritage but i'm pretty sure uh, you're white white and white yes i think uh yeah 
well german and irish i'm pretty yeah. sure of those two and then i'm not sure about anything else but yeah, yeah. so if you're going out in the sun and you're getting burnt you're that is when you need to be worried about like skin cancer if you're doing that consistently but yeah there's like that weird you know like people are afraid of going out in the sun because the skin's cancer and it's like we used to live out in the sun all day every day but it does become an issue when you're going out and getting burnt like you don't want to get burnt that's when that risk would go up obviously yeah, i personally try well now i'm trying more to go out first thing in the morning um because that's the best for sleep and i yeah struggle with sleep sometimes so yeah going out in the morning getting the sun in my eyes so i'm trying to do a little more of that and then i also like to go out a little bit throughout the day just because i work from home and it's nice to just go outside for a few minutes at a time. I try not to sit out there longer than like, I mean, we're in Colorado, so we're close to the sun. So, yeah. and it's always sunny here, which is, which yeah. is nice. So I have to be careful. Let's just put it that way. But as yeah. long as I'm like consistent and doing it, you know, frequently in like small bouts, um, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So basically to sum up, go get your vitamin D levels checked, try to get out, you know, as much as you can during the day. And then, you know, if you need to take that vitamin D K2 supplement, mine is like a liquid form. So I just like splash a little bit in my coffee every morning um but yeah i need to get mine levels checked again but anyways um okay probably the last one i'm specifically we're going to talk about is magnesium this is another nutrient that you're probably deficient in and again we are not telling anyone to go out and take a supplement we are just talking about the science and what we have learned about these supplements um so the reason why you're probably deficient in magnesium is because the way that um the soil is where crops are grown nowadays is so I think I read it has 80 to 90% less minerals than it did only a hundred years ago. So it's pretty staggering. Wow. So you get a lot of uh, nutrients from, you know, the soil where your, you know, produce grows. So I think that's a big reason why. And, and that's a good reason why we can say most people are deficient in it. One thing I would say, just eat as many magnesium rich foods as possible, even if that food, you know, doesn't have as many minerals as we think it does, but you're still getting some magnesium. Um, avocados are great. I love avocados. I might probably eat at least half of one every day. Cashews and Brazil nuts are pretty good um, with these. If possible, if you have the means to um, do organic um, and make sure it's not coated with any vegetable oils, obviously. Um, but yeah, you want to do organic as often as possible just to uh, minimize that glyphosate that you're getting from that are sprayed on these crops, which obviously we can't really avoid, but you can avoid slightly if you go organic. Um, but again, that's just if you have the means. Um, greens, like leafy greens, um, if you can digest them well, I, you know, I would experiment with maybe cooking them um, and seeing if you can digest them more, but those tend to be higher in magnesium. Dark chocolate is great. Ladies around the period, you know, you get those chocolate cravings. It's my favorite. Um, I would probably go as dark as you can handle. I would probably say no less than 70%. Oh, 70% is good. I like 70. Just because anything less than that is just sugar and it's kind of defeating the purpose here. Um, but the two forms of sup, uh, magnesium supplements, there are like, a, I don't know how many forms of magnesium. This stuff is like way over my head, but I've looked into, if you're going to supplement with one, I would probably go with... Um, magnesium malate or glycinate. Um, 
And we'll like write all these out in the show notes for you guys and spell them out so you could actually see what we're talking about here. Um, but malate is more energizing and glyce- magnesium glycinate can be more calming. So you could even, you know, if you're really deficient in magnesium, if you got your levels tested, maybe you can try like malate in the morning and then glycinate at night. Um, I've heard of a lot of people take the, the magnesium at night and it help, um, they find that it helps them sleep a lot better. Uh, but again, figure out how deficient you are and base the, the quantity around that. Um, so yeah, um, I think that's it, it as far as what we wanted to cover, um, specifically for, you know, specific supplements. So, yeah. And yeah. just a reminder that, like we said, supplement is what it says, a supplement supplement to your diet. So all other things should be optimized first, tackle the big rocks, resistance, training, stress, sleep, and eating whole foods. Yeah. Whole foods as much as possible. And from there, focus on the quality of those foods. So like, if you have the means, get some good quality meats, you know, grass-fed beef if you can, organic produce. Um, you don't need to start there, obviously, but that's just a way you can optimize your nutrition without spending a bunch of money on supplements first. So, Yeah. And then I think the last thing, I mean, I know we said that was the last thing, but um, a few people have asked about protein shakes. So we just kind of want to you know, jump in, chime in about that as well. Um, so with something like a protein shake, um, my first question to people is, are you unable to hit your daily protein needs with food alone? Um, do you find that you do hit your protein goal when you do have that shake? Or are you like really busy and need a way to get protein in quick? Those are times that I say, sure, have a protein shake. Yeah. And here's the thing about protein powder. Like we said earlier, it's just the these supplement companies, they're saying you need this protein shake or you lose all your gains right after but uh, what is it? anabolic window. window must slam a protein shake <laughs> in 20 minutes after you work out or you will shrivel up into a prune it's like <laughs> like no that is not true <laughs> it's just a marketing scheme that they're trying that they're using to try to get you to buy their supplements it's just a bunch of bullshit the best form of protein you can get is through whole foods um, obviously meat sources we're obviously big fans of meats or whatever if you're, you don't eat meat whatever plant-based proteins that you can get through whole foods like protein powders they just become like this like oh you need casein protein before bed and you need whey right after your workout and then in the middle of the day to optimize your your anabolics like you need this protein it's like oh just shut the fuck up already <laughs> like you do not need it i'm serious Again, like Heather said, like if you are really struggling to hit your protein intake, which I will say most people are not getting enough protein in, this can be a good way to do it. It's a really good way to um, add in some protein to like a smoothie or something. Um, You know, you can make it taste good. You add in some fruit and, you know, a couple, a scoop or two of protein powder, and then you're getting a good bowl of protein. Yeah, peanut butter, (laughs) nut butter in there. So like, and this goes for not just protein, any of these supplements that they're saying you need to take, um, or maybe they're not saying you need to take it, but they're basically touting it like you do need to take it. I'm talking about your pre-workouts, your post-workouts, and all that dumb shit. You do not need a fucking pre-workout. Go listen to another <laughs> section about caffeine. That can be your pre-workout if you need it. You're like, you are not going to optimize your workout, whatever, with a pre-workout. Like That is not going to make or break it. Want to know what's going to make or break your workout? Getting good sleep eating well, drinking enough water, maybe getting in some carbohydrates before your workout to fuel yourself. Like it's pretty fucking simple. You guys like stop falling victim to these companies. You do not need to spend hundreds of dollars a month on supplements. 
this is coming from someone who used to do that. I used to spend so much money that I didn't have on supplements. And Heather, when you were competing, um, side note, Heather used to compete in bodybuilding. She did a couple shows. When you were competing in that, did you take, I mean, you probably saw the same oh shit. First like, of all, it was figure and yes, figure, whatever, same thing. <laughs> Long time ago. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I, you know what supplement I used to take? What? Jack. Jack, oh, Jack 3D. Fuck. Jack. yeah what, is Isn't, it jack 3d or jack didn't they find like meth in that oh, shit oh man that was that was dangerous but yeah, yeah i used to dabble yeah and so like fun. i'm all for like doing it once in a while if you want to experiment and have fun and like take a pre-workout and like you know have a good time in your workout go for it but like if you're consistently spending money on these supplements every month like i really encourage you to rethink where that money is going unless you just have money to burn whatever but you really don't need it um they're filled with a bunch of artificial sweeteners and sugars and colors and random shit i don't even know um but i would recommend that you spend that extra money on the the quality of your food and the supplements that we already talked about um before you do like a pre-workout a post-workout um a protein powder or whatever so just be weary of the supplement industry none of their shit is really is it is it not FDA approved, right? Like most of their stuff. I think most of it. Yeah. So and they're just gonna pick out studies that benefit their whatever supplement they're trying to sell. I'm so, pretty sure vitamins aren't FDA approved either yeah. because they're vitamins. So yeah, and you know, again, like kind of going off the vitamins. If if a company is trying to sell you a multivitamin, like just run away, run the other way because. <laughs> You need like certain nutrients compete with each other when you take them. And these multivitamins just have every nutrient under the sun in there. And it's like, well, you're probably just paying for expensive pee. So maybe not do that. Find out what you're deficient in and supplement from there. But again, focus on the big rocks, dial in your resistance training, sleep well, manage your stress, eat well. And if you're a trainer listening to this, because I know that we have a lot of those people, um, the, the, you can stick with the way to kind of let people know because you're going to get questions about this, right? And so um, it's outside of our scope to actually recommend. So as you've probably heard, this podcast is just educational and informational. I'm not, we're not telling you what to do. Um, take the same approach with your clients. You can tell them a little bit about the research. Um, you can tell them a little bit about your experience and then, um, yeah, go from there. And then just guide them to this podcast. Yeah, totally. And then they can learn everything you need to know. <laughs> All right. This cool. was a long one. All right. We're going to stop talking now. Yeah, we're so, going to close out. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. And please uh, rate us, review us, subscribe. Yeah. Share with your friends, follow family, us. everyone. And yeah, follow us um, at Bar Path Fitness on all um, social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, all that stuff. Uh, website, um, barpathfitness.com. Yeah. And we'll see you next week.